Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Window. Rewatching random movies from our childhood. I'm Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And it is the two of us sitting down in our separate closets in two yep. separate cities to discuss with you the rewatched <laughs> film this weekend that Lisa picked, uh, the 1991? Yes. 90? 1991. What is it? Is that what it is? Yeah. Fern yeah. Gully, colon, Woo! the last rain forest. <laughs> a comma. Ah, it has a comma in the title. That's how you know it's good. A colon oh, in the title, Lisa. Get it sorry. together. Not a comma. No, I'm, I'm sick, everyone. I'm sick. Get your shit sick, actually, everyone. I'm sick, everyone. Sounds like a cop-out to me, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still going to use it. <laughs> uh, I mean, fair enough. Okay, so everyone, um, we watched the movie Fern Gully this weekend. Lisa picked it last weekend in our trivia sode. If you haven't listened to that, go on back and take a listen. It's pretty funny. Um, we're going to discuss the movie and whether or not we think you should watch it today uh, based on a series of questions uh, that we do in the same order every time. But before we get to those, Lisa, because mm. she uh, has the only way of, she has the way with words out of the two of us. <laughs> Lisa is going to give the synopsis for the said movie of the week. Lisa, do you want to uh, let everyone know what's up? <laughs> Absolutely, I do. All right. So Ferngully is an animated film. And the main voice actors that you would know would be Robin Williams, Tim Curry. And then there's a few other ones, Christian Slater and Samantha Mathis. And this film takes place in the made-up rainforest of Ferngully, which is based on rainforest in Australia. You can tell by all the different animals that are animated in this rainforest. Krista is the main character. She's a fairy who helps sort of look after the rainforest and protect it. They have legends that humans used to be friends with the fairy, but ages ago, this great chaotic force was released from the earth known as Hexus, and it tried to basically destroy and devour uh, the natural world until it was trapped in a tree by a older fairy named Magi. Uh, this led to the disappearance of humans. The fairies believe that humans have been extinct for a really long time. And Krista is this precocious fairy who should be learning about, about magic and their history, but would rather spend time exploring and accidentally comes upon a bat who has been uh, altered due to experimentation by humans on him. And then Zach, a human who she is so excited to meet because he's part of their legends. Little does she realize that he's actually working for a logging company who is cutting down trees in the nearby rainforest area and in doing so cuts down the tree that has Hexus trapped inside it. Uh, by releasing Hexus, voiced by Tim Curry, he then forces the human loggers to race towards Ferngully in order to chop down that particular rainforest since it is home to the fairies and his one nemesis who could potentially stop him. That's this movie. Um, it's definitely not what you're expecting i bet from that synopsis <laughs> like how the story started where you're like okay so there's fairies in a forest and then how it ends <laughs> <Stay> with me <laughs> like, get as it's weirder. going i'm like wow that is super convoluted like who wrote this story who anyway. wrote this story and was like all right we can't just have it be humans logging we're gonna need a natural chaotic force because we can't be the bad guys here <laughs> we can be accomplices but unknowing accomplices only. to the dark side of nature yes that is us yeah anyway yes always. so <laughs> So the first question that we always talk about, uh, just to kind of start things off, is from childhood. Um, like mm. favorite scenes you had, moments you remembered, uh, scenes you loved, and that kind of jazz. Because we all know when you watch movies as a kid, you don't get everything. There's no way, um, except you're Lisa, unless you're Lisa, and then generally <laughs> you get most things all the time. It's just me who doesn't get everything. Lisa, did you get everything? What the? Um... Uh, I don't, you know. I, to a point, I think, I mean, it is a children's movie, so I was also a very accepting kid of, sure, I, I didn't question a no. lot. I just was like, absolutely, there's a force named Hexus that's voiced by Tim Curry and is evil. My God, he feeds off of oil and smoke? We should stop emitting those if we want to stop Hexus from becoming a bad deal. Mm -hmm. Anyone with agreement? Um... When I went in, what I remembered from this movie, let's start with that instead, while I contemplate if there's anything I didn't get. Um, but what I remembered going in was a batty, so voiced by Robin Williams. I mm. remembered his batty rap oh. <laughs> to be in the movie. Classic. <laughs> it's how he introduces himself as a character. He describes himself as a potato in a jacket. Yeah. And I was like, that is a fantastic introduction. It's 
It's such a great introduction. And my God, that song is way darker. And I would say that's probably, I got it, but didn't as a mm-hmm. kid. Because his rap is all about being experimented on. He talks about the origins of why he's got wires in his, literally in his head. And that why his brain is a bit scrambled. Like he gets confused. He picks up radio signals. Like, and letting Robin Williams do silly voices, of course, which was hilarious. So I was like, huh, silly voices. But as an adult watching it, I'm like, oh, this poor bat. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's very dark. That was my... I was like, I did yeah. not get Batty. Like, I didn't I, get the, the I, oomph I of got, Batty. I got that he was experimented on by humans, but I didn't. I also was like, it's like Secret of Nim. I got they were experimented exactly. on, mm-hmm. but I didn't fully get what that meant, right. thankfully. Because we were children and, and wouldn't fully grasp it until we were a bit older. But I would say it's probably less obvious than Secret of Nim. At least with Secret of Nim, you see a lot of the laboratory work. Happening. I mean, you'd like to think, but I also didn't really feel that too much <laughs> as a kid, Lisa. So, do you recall That's from true. that episode? I was like, but, wait a minute. Wait, so, they were experimented on? Um, I think I knew. I don't know. Go back and listen, everyone. It's pretty funny. Yeah, but I definitely did not episode. get Secret yeah. of Nim the way Lisa got Secret of Nim. Continue. <laughs> Uh, but I would say because it's in a fun rap and has, you know, Robin Williams' hilarious voice, they undercut any of the seriousness yeah, for sure. of what he was saying. So yeah. listening to the words as an adult, I was like, oh, my God. You know, he makes even a joke about, the, like, the graduate students coming yes, in. Yes, graduate like, oh students God. gather around. Like, even before he starts the rap, he's, like, is switching gears in his wired head. And he's like... And pass the probe. Graduate students gather around. And so I think I just laughed at how funny he was. As an adult, I was like, oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, like, oh, synapses aren't properly firing in his brain. That's what's happening Yeah, his brain has has been turned into soup. Well done, humans. Well done. Um, So that for sure. Like, I knew he was in and I knew that rap was happening. But man, it had different connotations as an adult. And Mm -hmm. way more depth and darkness to it that I remembered. Mm -hmm. Um. I knew what I remembered Krista. I remember what she looked like. I remembered her character design. I thought she was so cool. I love the yep. fairy. Everything I, about I, that. She was going to light up. Because I remember when they flew, they, she turned blue or whatever. Like mm. the fairies light up and they're drawn in a very different way when they're flying. And I really liked that. I thought it was quite magical. As a it's kid. like they have a light tail behind yes. them. Yes. Like a comet tail. Like, like a comet. Yeah. Like they're like little planets. <laughs> like just zooming along. But only when they're like flying fast. Like if they're yeah, just like hovering flying, around chatting, they're just normal yeah, looking. Then they look normal. But when they're like zooming, suddenly they light up. Like I, the concept was quite, anything to do with the fairy magic, I loved. I remembered Maggie. I remember what she looked like. She was a mentor so of course I remembered her uh, yes going in and I knew she was like super powerful with magic I remembered that she was the one who was like could make things grow and make the seeds mm-hmm. grow and was the one who trapped Hexus so going in I remembered there'd be Maggie I remember there'd be Krista I remember what Zach looked like many had a Walkman which is hilarious I <laughs> also remembered the Walkman but it does I mean it does play a, it does play multiple roles in the movie like it's in its own scene essentially yes. so you're like right okay we're so, really but emphasizing the, the importance of this Walkman oh uh, the technology of the early 90s it's essential yes Oh my god! Yeah, and I think, and I had a Walkman like I think that's why it stuck because I yeah, got a it was Walkman yellow. That was yellow. We had that yellow Walkman, and I, I was like, that. "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! What is happening? <laughs> that's my Walkman. I'm like Zach. I don't want to be like, I, I am. Yeah, right. Um, I'm like he's pretty cool. He's not, not but, really. Um, no. but and I remembered, I remembered uh, Pip. Uh, Christian Slater's character because I liked his voice because he was Christian Slater and I liked that he was a fairy so I was on board with any fairies basically all fairies I was like awesome fairies are cool I'm on board there you um, go yep the other big thing I remembered going in was Hexus Hexus was very imprinted in my brain yeah he's rather memorable everyone yeah. if you haven't seen Ferengali he even if he's not in it much I actually that was the thing I thought he was in it more mm. than he was He's in oh, it. interesting. Okay, but yeah. I, I actually his scenes had such an impact that I think my brain was like, "Well, he's in like half the movie." Right. <laughs> and yeah. Not, I mean, that's fair. Really, he's in I it for like fifteen like, minutes. <laughs> I feel similarly because I would say there were parts without him in it that were longer than I remembered being. Mm. Like I was like, "This is lagging a bit," and I felt like, <laughs> "Where's Hex showing Hexus? up?" Like that was kind of how I felt. So yeah. I also think that I was like 
Texas was in this more as a child, but he really <laughs> isn't. Swear. He yeah. isn't. He's introduced. So it's, and I remembered, I remembered all of his metamorphoses. So yeah, me too. He, yeah. the character design is quite fascinating for him. So he's in its tree and my God, does the tree look evil? It is this big fat black tree that does not grow leaves. And as a kid, I was like, something's wrong with that tree. It's um, like super gnarly <laughs> branches that go nowhere. It's like They're very a fat short. Tim Burton tree. A fat yeah. Less, a less elegant Tim yes. Burton tree. It's very round. Um, and so when it gets chopped down by the humans, it gets turned into these boards, right? And then you see black ooze come out. And that's Hexus initially. He's this tiny little bit of black ooze, but he starts feeding off of the fumes and oils and toxins that are in this logging machine, the leveler. Um, and gets- preface for one moment. We yeah. are briefly introduced with Maggi explaining that Hexus lives off of poison, mm. everyone. So we yeah. we are told that at the beginning of the movie. So that's why, as Lisa's describing this, this is why, this is what he does. Yeah. Um, so you'll continue, Lisa. I just want everyone to know, young Pauline definitely does not remember that sentence. I oh, had no recollection like, that that... I, 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 I didn't pay attention. Sucking on the pipes and like yeah. getting bigger. And I was yes. like, ooh. And he was, and totally. so he's like, he's drinking like smoke. And so he goes from like this little oozing creature that suddenly has like a mouth and it's like moving along to. Um... I remember thinking the mouth looked silly. Don't you it remember? Did. Like it, had... it did look silly. It was yeah. this silly little mouth. And because he's got like a small little high squeaking voice, when he's like his voice alters. God, Tim Curry is a great voice actor. He really is. He doesn't got... even sound like Tim Curry, no. actually. Initially, you're like, that can't be him. And he's got like this really high, squeaky, but not voice. Like, it's very fitting. And it sounds like something is oozing. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. how he does it, but it's like the sound like oil would make. And then he gets bigger as he in- eats more and more of these toxins and consumes them. And he goes and turns into this skeleton and then this like very muscular cloud. <laughs> yeah. A <laughs> With, muscular like, a cloud. Jaw. Yeah, and like really broad shoulders. Yes, yeah. and like big lips and like just, it's fascinating. And he just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And then at the finale, at the end, when the fairies and Zach are fighting him and Zach turns off the machine so he doesn't have as big of a food source, he turns into a, an evil skeleton black creature with like glowing red fire inside before he's finally defeated. And as a kid, I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> He's clearly unstoppable. Like I, the design of him, the voice of him, his song—he's a great really Stuck in my yeah. head. Like his he's song stuck in is my head. so good. His song is his so song good, is and so I still good. remembered all the words. As soon as of course you play, did. I was yep. like, "Ah, oh, toxic love." I remember this song. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't that was remember a great song. any of the other songs. Nope, but not I remember at all. Toxic love. Oh my god. Um. And then, yeah, I didn't actually remember a lot about Zach, to be honest, mm. which shows that I didn't really care about him. Clearly, you didn't like Zach. Got it. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember what he looked like, and I remember like a couple of lines of his kind of thing. But um, but he wasn't as in my head as the fairies and hexes, like those and and Batty. Those were the highlights. Zach just yeah. happened to be there. Well, I mean, Zach's also like the least interesting he like is, thing. Just, yeah, of the movie. For, for a child, you're like, yes, yes, a human person, whatever, whatever. Those yeah, fairies, great. Is that deal. a bat totally. that sounds like Robin Williams? Fabulous. Like, exactly. I'm, I'm on board with all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of the movie, I would say, I remembered as I was watching. Like, I was surprised at how much when it would happen. Like, a split, like, like 10 seconds before it, I'd be like, oh, it's about to be this. Or, oh, it's about to be yeah. this. And I was like, oh, okay. And there were certain lines particularly baddies that when robin williams like it was about to be said i'm like oh yes and i remembered which ones we would like quote Say over yeah. and giggle over but i didn't remember them until just before they were said in the movie and then i was like oh right yeah <laughs> so that was interesting what about what about you what did you remember going in i didn't remember very much going in i remembered krista mm. i remembered zach i i remembered like christian slater's Pip because it was mm. in the trivia sode, but like if you had asked me to name or know one of the other characters, I don't think he would have made the cut. Mm. I remember oh, Zach more than I remember Pip, and I remember because he's he's more important to the crux of the story because yes. he's the human, and he's, right? He's in it more. He's yeah, he's definitely in it more than Pip is. Yeah, yeah. And then 
Um, and he has more screen time with Krista, and I really liked Krista. Like Krista mm. was Krista was my favorite, obviously. Yeah. Um, I I remembered like Maggie, kind of. I remember there being some sort of mentor, but I was like, what did they look like again? <laughs> and then when she when she when you hear her voice and she's showing the drawings at the beginning, you're oh, seeing like the old yes. like the old the old days, like when the humans still lived in the forest, and they all think like the fairies all think the humans went extinct because of Nex Hexus. Like so they I was about to say Nexus. Hexus. And so as a result, <laughs> Like they're showing like these old cave drawing type imagery on, but it's like on the inside of their tree and it's magic, yes. magic talking anyway. So as that popped up, I was like, right. She's a, she's a little old lady. <laughs> that was, <laughs> With I remember that. Now. Yeah. Big yeah. skirt, beautiful skirt. I remember <laughs> that skirt was great. Um, and then Batty, obviously Batty and Hexa. So like similar to you, I, mm. um, I remembered magic. I, but I couldn't, I couldn't be like, that's what happens. But mm. as the, as, it's, as I was watching it, like you, I was like, oh, right, the tree. Oh, right, this thing. Oh, right, that yeah. thing. I think yeah. you probably remembered more quicker, yes. probably. Yeah. But I yeah. was definitely like, like, I didn't remember some of Batty's lines until they happened. And then mm -hmm. I was laughing. So <laughs> you remember them before they came on screen. And, I, and then when he said them, I was like, oh, shit, we love that line. Yeah. So yeah, that was more of that for me. Um. I remember, no, it seemed really stuck in my head. Which one? So yeah, so okay, so I didn't get Batty's dark side. I got Batty in that he is Robin Williams and he's hilarious and I mm -hmm. loved Batty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but one scene I remember, and I actually think this is why I remembered Zach more, okay. was because there's a moment when they, um, Krista and Zach are like bonding and hanging out more and he's shrunk and following her back to Ferngully so he can get unshrunk. And he starts carving Krista's yes. name in yes. the tree. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what are you doing? And he's just like, oh, I'm carving your name. C-R-Y. Like, and then I was like, you idiot. Like, she knows her name. That's not the issue. And then she's like, can't you feel its pain? Like, she holds his yes. hand up to it. And I remember just be I remember child Pauline was like, oh, Trees feel pain. We <laughs> should never carve our initials in trees. And as a result, I, I always... Like I yes. see people who not people who actually are currently doing it, but you, when you see someone's initials, I was like, "This is not cute. This is stupid. You um, idiots! I can't believe you carved your initials into this tree." Like that's yes. literally the monologue every I, time I see it. I have a very distinct impression. Like that is the scene I remember because I remember her voice going, "Can't yeah. feel his pain," and um, their fingertips turn red from the pain of the yes. tree, and it's which, soft. And it's soft very soft. Red. It's yeah. like a very soft red, but you know that the tree is hurting. And I, I, I'm just like you. I've never, I could not carve anything into a, a living nope. tree without mm -hmm. feeling an intense sense of guilt and horror because it would be in pain. Yeah. And I'm, and the same thing. If I see initials carved in living trees places, I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you hurt this tree for no reason? Yeah. Go carve it in that bench over there. That totally. I'm dead. fine with that. And I did do that. I was totally cool with carving into benches. They're oh, already dead. Lisa, Whatever. what we're learning. Lisa, the little rebel. Yeah, I, char I carved stuff into church pews. You know that. Oh, oh I guess that counts. Yeah. <laughs> I did that too. We all did that. Church is so boring. Come on. Of course you did that. <laughs> uh, but it's because that gets echoed again when, um, mm. when Zach... Uh, touches a tree that's been the water around it has been polluted by runoff of mm. oil from the machine and he touches a tree and he hears Krista's voice in his head echoing the can't you feel its pain kind of thing and that's and it just was extra impactful that's totally where Krista it always upset me so much where Krista goes to Maggie to tell her hey I've got a human and I've shrunk him by accident I need your help shrinking like unshrinking him and Maggie shows her the stump oh. of a tree. Yeah. And then she flies up and she sees that it's not just a tree. It's like hundreds of them. And they all have the, the red X on them from the spray paint of the loggers marking the trees they were going to cut. And she was under the mistaken impression, because Zach is an idiot and a lied. jerk and lied. And said that and let her infer that the red marks was a protection for the trees because um, he didn't want to have to deal with her questioning or feel bad about his actions. Um, so <laughs> true human form. Uh, so she's not only sees all these trees cut down, but she sees they're covered in these red marks. And as a kid, 
Mm. Oh, it hits so It's hard. the worst. I it's was the worst. devastated. Mm-hmm. I was devastated. I was near tears. I was angry. I think that's why I really didn't like Zach. I mean, fair. He redeems himself Zach. at the end. He redeems himself at the end, and I was accepting of that, but I also was like, but that dream. I'm like, please, uh, character arcs happen due to redemption sometimes. You and gotta... I accept that in theory. <laughs> <laughs> judgmental child once you've done me wrong that's it you're out of the family get out forever oh god anyway but that scene is done really well is done really well because you see all the greenery and the trees at the beginning like i gotta say going into this movie i didn't anticipate that the animation was actually gonna be pretty because mm-hmm. I was like, it's by an unknown company that went out of business after this movie. Like, I was like, I don't know what to expect. And as an animation fan, it's actually quite pretty. Mm-hmm. A lot of the animation is done very well. The animation of the animals in the rainforest and the trees and the branches and the leaves and the light, the green light, like, that's hard. Yeah. And so this beautiful emerald rainforest is what you're introduced to at the start of the movie. So you see all the life, you see all the creatures, you see a healthy habitat and what that's meant to look like. And the fairies all enjoying it, too, because this is a fantasy movie. Um, But as a kid, it was magical. I was like, this is beautiful. And and you understood that while the fairies were made up, the rest of it, especially because they spent a lot of time with a lot of the animal designs. Yeah. Like they're actual real. You're like, that is a plant. That's a a sugar glider. And that's a cassowary. And like all these other things. And so... When it suddenly you see this beautiful forest and a chunk of it is wiped away and it's brown and it's black and it's ugly and all the animals have lost their homes. It it really did hit hard. It's awful. It, it was hard to watch. Even that the ending doesn't feel so difficult. very happy because no. they've already done so much damage. So even though they stopped the loggers, they don't... The thing that's so sad about this movie is... Like, they don't actually win in the end. Like, the loggers still logged a bunch of trees. And sure, like, Zach's going to go be like, time to go do some good. And like, woohoo, Zach, that's a great idea. But I'm so like, glad you become an environmentalist. Go, Zach, Yeah, go. but we all know the, about, you know, the terrible reality of the different industrial industries that we have mm-hmm. going on. And you're like, great, okay, super. So they're still cutting down the Amazon. That's all home. Everything's fine. It's fine. I'm not freaking out about this at all. So that is definitely <laughs> the reality of Fern Gully is like, you're like, and sure it definitely win. It hits harder as an adult. As a kid, I was like, well, especially with the increasing terrible reality of the state totally. of nature. Like yeah. we're worse off than we were in 1991 so you're like shit they made this in 1991 like that was 30 years ago (laughs) we really didn't do anything better okay this is fine i'm not worried Mm. it's fine don't cry too much don't curl up into a little ball um yeah it's it hits hard and it's it's interesting like i mean not to say that this movie is perfect i know i've talked a lot in a way of like this is beautiful and beautifully animated there were definitely very 90s Mm -hmm. elements Zach like most is mainly it. Oh my god! Though I will say, when Raffi started singing, I was like, "Oh my god, it's Raffi!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's great. Right now? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I heard his voice, and I was like, "That's that's Raffi. That's that's Raffi." Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, that's a solid nod to the nineties. It is. And Elton John does the end title song and like, oh, it's just classic. But I will say- Oh, like, I didn't listen to the end title oh, song. The end title oh, song. As soon as I started to sing, I was like, is this Elton John? Shut <laughs> I up. looking it up I, and I was I like- I definitely stopped it. That's funny. Yes, this is, this is Elton John. Okay, gotcha. Um, anyway, oh, what I will say, the biggest 90s thing is Zach. Zach's got a mullet. Zach is- he says bodacious. He, he says bodacious, tubular. tubular. Like listening to him, I was like, oh God. <laughs> Yeah. If anything dates this movie, it is Zach. Zach, Zach dates this movie a hundred percent. Like everyone, everything else is timeless. Timeless. And In, honestly, not actually, like not actually. I mean, like we don't have Walkmans anymore, so it's no. But timeless, and that's but. and that's part of Zach, though. Like the reality is, yeah. I will say, watching it as an adult, the opening started. I'm like, this is actually really good. This is beautiful. I like the fairies. I totally get as a kid why I loved it. Like everything right up until Zach's introduction, I was like. Oh, the pacing's really good. This is very pretty. And then Zach got introduced, and I was like, 
oh, there's the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, God. And his coworkers and the designs of them and just how he talked and behaved. I was like, oh, I see. And then the movie, as you said, there's this. So there's the Walkman scene, which is, again, I'm like, but why? Also long. I know. I was like. What purpose? Like, I remember it happened. So... I remember they danced yeah. to Walkman music. But I also. The Walkman music. To walk, like, I, like, I know they played the Walkman and danced to the music. But oh. as a kid, as I was watching it, I'm like, how do they get to that point? Yeah. There were certain points I knew were coming, but I couldn't remember why or how. And when that happened, I still was sitting there going, I don't get why, why? this is necessary. Yeah. But okay. Maybe also, because it's only an hour and 16 minutes and they were like, totally. well, we got to keep like, we that song this. in it. Let's, yeah. let's throw in another song. Uh, Which is surprising what? considering how convoluted the plot is. Right? It's like, they've summed that up in an hour. This, this yeah. could have been streamlined, guys. Um, yeah. And then the other, lo- so that's long because you're like, why? This is detracting from the, the, plot, the plot. The, the momentum. The momentum yeah. just slows right down. And then the other thing that slows down, so you're like, okay, got it. And then Pip is annoyed because he had found the Walkman and he was going to talk about but he's arrogant too and he doesn't like Zach. And so Zach proved that he knew how to work the Walkman and Pip was upset. God. And so then he's like, he's got him and his like buddies who ride Beatles to, you know, let's go for a ride. We'll show you like the wild side of Ferngully. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember them taking him anywhere. And they don't because Krista stops him. And there's like, come with me, Zach. And I'm like, what was the point of that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then her and Zach, oh that part i was like oh this is where it falls like and i don't remember that scene really until it started and then i had the vaguest memory of it but basically krista wants to show zach more of ferngully and zach and her end up exploring this watery area with these little pools and reflections and it's pretty like the animation's pretty but then there's really cheesy 90s love song starts mm. playing and they're just like skipping along the ponds and swimming. And, and I was just like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> it was so painful to watch. Oh, my God. It and it was so, so frustrating because it was like the other thing, aside from bad timing and slowing everything mm. down, the other beef that I had with it was that I was like, there's like... Zach and Krishna have, like, no chemistry. No. They're animated characters without any chemistry. You're just like, no. why? How did it even get here? Like, why does there need to be a love story why here? Did that there? was the thing like, that, need, that annoyed the shit out. Why can't they just be friends? Why couldn't they Ugh. just, like, learn from each other and yeah. that be the relationship? And why does there have to be a romance? Because even then, the romance doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't, it's, human. Like, it's like a brief moment of, hey, I kind of think you're, like, Ooh, Ooh, I like you. Or something. I like yeah. you. And Ooh. then it's gone. And then it's never mentioned or brought up again. There's not even like when she says goodbye to Zach, it's not even like you're like, oh, this is like a potential yeah, that's romance. So true. Yeah, it's no. more like they're friends saying goodbye. So so I was annoyed in the sense of like there was no purpose. There was no you didn't do <laughs> no. anything with it. You just decided, hey, we need a romance song. Let's toss yeah. this in here. It was again. We need to pad this. We need to pad this. They should have a rather than which sucks because the they could have gone on the adventure, like with, with, checking stuff out with a non-romantic song in the background. Totally. Like, like why not? Whole thing. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? When you see yeah. my collections complete, <laughs> like they did that in Little Mermaid beautifully. <laughs> Well, and just why not have that adventure with Pip and have that bring back into the, like, why not have him and Pip go on an adventure, Krista go to Maggie, and all of them discover the trees are cut down in a different way. Like, that would have been interesting. It would have developed the other That would have been interesting. Yeah, that's a good idea. Texas pop in again, too. Like, I was just like, there's other ways to do this. So it was funny because initially when I started watching it, I'm like, this is better than I thought. And then those moments were happening. I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah. I found, I wrote those exact yeah. same moments down too. I was like, okay, well, there we go. Um, <laughs> this well, that was it. From that really fast, didn't it? And then I thought, okay, then this other thing I thought was weird. So with Maggie, mm. who I really liked, I right love when shit is getting very serious, I feel like they did not do a very good explanation of what happens to Maggie and why. Mm. Because then, so what happens, everyone, is she basically... <laughs> dissolves um i would call it a death would you call it a is it a death and she uh, gives kind her of magic like to the other fairies like, it's basically gets... she disperses her magic into each of them and so therefore but she's then, 
none of the particle do anything with it for totally except for krista and so it was just odd because that should have they should have yeah i'm with you it was because terrible not because i wasn't i like the concept i like the concept that maggie would be like okay we have to fight hexus i'm old i did i can't do this by myself i can't do this by myself so instead i'm going to supply like add to your own magic i'm going to give my magic away so all of you have a she's like the most magical magic. out of all of them but they all totally. have fairy magic to them. but she's the only one who's like full-on magical guardian and she can like bend an entire forest like, yeah that's crazy pretty she awesome. can also she was also the one who put hexes in the tree if everyone remembers yes. so yes. she's like she's like the intense she's magical the one of yeah. the of the fairies. Yes. And so she is, she is the Yoda. I was gonna say she's the grandmother Willow, but I'm like, no, she's definitely more powerful, but I don't yeah, I don't. yeah. But she she basically yeah, and so it would have been cool if she had done that and then all the fairies had tried to fight Hexus, and I totally get if they wouldn't have succeeded, but they would have empowered to do... them well, and they would have done if... something with it, and then Krista could have helped go further. Well, what... or, or how about this? How about Maggie is weakened because they've cut to power has been slightly lost let's say she can't do it all on her own so let's say they start fighting with nexus and the leveler earlier and maggie's trying and can't do it and decides this will work better if i disperse this to everybody and then they mm-hmm. all go on and fight and then you know what i mean like it's oh, yeah. there was a moment where the descent where maggie has a realization that she's like, I have to do this, and totally. then they all. But anyway, we don't need to like. Guys, horse, we're gonna rewrite definitely... this movie and explain why we could have made a better. Actually, one. The, and the revisions that you already had about the love story thing, and I think my revision right now, I feel like this would be. Um, it would have been a kick-ass movie. It definitely would have been like a seventy-eight <laughs> instead of whatever it was. Instead um, of a sixty-five. That's right. Where um, everyone agreed it was just okay. What was it? Wildly okay. Wildly okay. Wildly yeah. okay. Yeah. Wildly okay. okay. It would have been it. moderately good. <laughs> <laughs> Could have bumped this up to uh That's to right. B, I think. B minus. Yeah, I think. Yeah. B minus. That's decent. I'm okay. So, are there other things before we move on? Uh, uh, before we start ha- stop hammering. We've kind of stopped rewriting it, basically. We're no. like, let's rewrite it. And I think, let's just be clear. The reason we're rewriting it isn't because it's a terrible movie, but because it had... No. It's a very... Um, an even movie, and it yeah. and it had so much potential to yes. be a genuinely good one. Yes, I wanted it to be better. Yeah. I like, wanted I, it to be so much better, and it wasn't. It, was. it wasn't awful. Like I would no. rewatch this before I rewatch Mighty Ducks. But it, actually, I would. I would rewatch this yeah. before I rewatch. No way. There's not even a question. <laughs> that's not even a debate. Um, so that's good. That's a good feeling. But it's like I just I didn't have it high hopes for Mighty more. Ducks. I had higher hopes for Ferngully, I guess you would say. <laughs> the low bar. Yeah. Mighty Ducks is a low bar. Okay. Mighty Ducks is a very low bar. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think we talked about most of it. I will say, oh, this was in, in the trivia episode. You asked if, uh, or we were talking about this afterwards, I guess. Um, we watched this in Ottawa with our sister and our younger brother, Kevin. We basically yes. rented it for him. Because that was how Plate and I chose movies for Kevin. It was, we watched it when we were kids. <laughs> Therefore, you will like it. We loved this. You're welcome. Okay, go on. It's like we had his own two personal, like, movie (laughs) critics in his own house growing up. Like, who basically chose his movies for him whenever we could. And so we were watching it, and I I was talking about how our mom and our sister happened to come into the living room right when Hexus was in, like, his big baddie, like, song. And were disturbed by it and questioned whether Kevin should be watching it. And it was only in that moment that I was like, is there something wrong? Yeah. Is this disturbing? Oh, maybe. I'm, am I disturbed um, by this? I don't think so. I know. It didn't upset me, but yeah. Kevin is sensitive. Like, it was just this lovely moment of, huh, maybe this is not the best. age appropriate. But yeah. we then had a discussion of whether or not Kevin was scarred by it. And I asked oh. him because I was curious. I asked and? him if he had been skirt. No, he had no memory. <laughs> oh, fantastic. See, we're fine. <laughs> no it's problem. like, no, it wasn't a Jabba's Palace situation, so it was fine. A Jabba's Palace. It wasn't as bad as Return of the Jedi? 
That's he was awesome. horrified by Jabba's face. I mean, was so scared of it. <laughs> I mean, and Jabba's disgusting and awful to look at, and everything about it is pretty terrifying. So I mean, totally, that's, totally. that's reasonable. That's reasonable. But go, Plus, everyone. that movie was playing nonstop in our household, so that kid <laughs> definitely watched that when he was three. Like, there's no question. There's no question about that. There's no question that he saw that way too yet. Yeah, anyway. he definitely should not have seen that. So that, um, I just wanted to bring that up because I, I wanted to let you know that I did talk to our brother and he was not scarred. So we can continue on not worrying about Kevin having nightmares about fungal apes. So life's okay. good. All right. But that's it. That's all we got. Fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you, Lisa, for sharing that uh, little tidbit of info about Kevin. I mean, I think all of us really enjoy any info about Kevin. So thank you. Uh, we'll move on to the next question that we uh, usually have at this point in time. Uh, the Bechtel test. Lisa, do you want to tell everyone what the Bechtel test is and whether or not this film passes it? Absolutely. So the Bechtel test is um, it's not a perfect test, but basically it's a way of looking at films and paying attention to the female characters in movies. How many there are, how they're written, what they're given to talk about, if they have any interactions with each other. Because the vast majority of characters in movies tend to be male and tend to be male-oriented, particularly in older films. There's usually like a token female character. And so the Bechtel test is just taking that time to pay attention and to notice that sort of discrepancy that exists. Uh, and so for the Bechtel test, in order to pass it, for a movie to pass it, you need to have two named female characters who have a conversation with each other about anything other than a man or men. And this movie passes it. You've got Krista mm-hmm. and you've got Maggie. And they talk about magic. They talk about the forest. They talk about all kinds of stuff, as well as hexes and as well as humans and Zack and stuff. But they're perpetually having conversations about the forest and the magic that resides in it and the importance and power of creation. And that's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, so many conversations are happening. Right off the beginning, I was like, yes. fine. I was like, here yeah. we go. In the first I don't have five minutes, I was like, yeah, like oh. it opens and you're like, great, done. We passed it. <laughs> Move on. Don't have to worry about this anymore. Yeah, totally. And then, you, and then even when of them is always on the screen so you're yes. always there's always some one of them around it's there's wonderful what i know the two most powerful characters in this movie are women and one of them yeah. is an elderly woman and i was like you know 100 pretty awesome yeah that's pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah all around so yes flying colors passes the Bechdel test with flying colors. i feel like it's been a while since we had a passing of the Bechdel test i was thinking that actually when i was writing it down i was like when was the last time i wrote this it's yeah. been a while. What was mm. before Mighty Ducks? <laughs> what what was before Mighty Ducks? It was a we had a long break. No, we had a long break for this one. I don't know. Yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> anyway. Trying to think. I'm like, I know Mighty Ducks didn't pass. Courage Mountain passed. Anyway, Courage Mountain passed. We don't true. need to do That's this. That's probably our last one was Courage There's Mountain. There's another one. Really? Oh yeah. No, I mean you... in terms of which one passed the Bechdel test. There you recently. go. Okay, probably was you. Courage Mountain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough um okay that's so, asking me hard questions i, I know even as I, even after i asked it i was like why pauline god it's not like what are you in this fern gully right now like come on <laughs> getting us nowhere okay so lisa next up uh anything in the movie um that's offensive so um anything that maybe didn't stand the test of time that was maybe socially acceptable in the 90s um anything deemed offensive or trigger warning we like to kind of encapsulate all those things for anyone who's listening in case you need to be aware or mindful of something that might affect you um lisa do we have any of those things in this movie you know i was expecting more and I kind of was pleasantly surprised that there's not a whole lot that I wrote down for this one. I, I think it's more being aware that this is going to be sensitive in the, if you're an environmentalist at heart, it is upsetting to, as we said, see the devastation that has mm-hmm. reached. Hexus is quite frightening. So mm-hmm. if you decide to watch this with younger kids, he's pretty intense and his character design is intense like at one point he is a skeleton like it is and the terror of so it's actually quite intense when at the finale when he's brought the logging machine into ferngully all of these animals are running in fear of this machine just chopping down their houses and he's like mocking them as they're running to ferngully and they're all hiding and about to be destroyed. And, and so it's, it ratchets up the tension to a crazy degree. And, and yeah, he's, his character design is, I could see 
younger kids finding him quite scary. Yeah. And sensitive kids. He's he's even scary after they apparently had to change his voice. I know. (laughs) Like, right? I I thought to myself, I was like, like, how much scarier could this have been? This is really scary. I hear the original audio recordings (laughs) now because it's pretty intense as is. Yeah. What were you doing, buddy? (laughs) You're like, oh, Tim Curry. You know, it's a kid's movie, right? classic um and also like the song toxic love the way that it's sung it actually makes me think of how he sings sweet transvestite oh yeah it's got that same sort of rhythm there's a showmanship to there's it a well. showmanship to him he's got that sort of ha ah, ah, ha ah, ha sound going in the background that you're just like what is happening right now and it's just yeah. like the puffs of air but just it's it's very interesting how the character design is done but i yeah just know that hexus is an intense villain and that this is a subject matter that is is quite difficult. Um, so you'd want to pay attention for that for younger viewers and for yourself, just knowing that going in. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have Pip being jealous of Zach and acting kind of like a jerk about it and possessive of Krista, but not too intense, which was nice. I was kind of worried it was going to be worse than it was. And Krista just always does her own thing anyways and doesn't listen to him. So that's awesome. Um and Which again that, is also like just lazy writing in a way it because is. it's like it doesn't need, that also doesn't go anywhere. Nothing no, ends up happening with that. Why did that and, need to be in there? Why does every guy need to be jealous? It doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make any, and like the fact that him and Zach sort of are like trying to one up each other randomly. You're just yeah. like okay, okay, like that behavior is not good. It's very you know toxic masculinity kind of portrayal uh very 90s and unnecessary but it's in there um but that's kind of that's kind of it he does teach you know he does teach her to say stuff like bodacious babe like he calls her that yeah and then she refers to him as a bodacious babe and he i in my head i was like did he just like say like okay now you call me a bodacious babe (laughs) and now that's how you're gonna introduce me to people like because there's like come on He's like, okay, now you tell me that. And I was personally offended, but it's not really an offensive thing. I just was personally offended by the 90s lingo. Especially like bodacious. It's just like, oh my God, nothing is less timeless. When he said tubular, I was like, Oh. Tubular made me think of Super Mario Brothers. I think that's one of the names of the Star Road. uh, Oh, yeah. Whereas I thought of uh, TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was like, of course. Yeah, also, going uh, back to the turtles. Definitely huh? took you back in the 90s. For sure. I mean, they came out like the same year. So that makes sense. Oh, um, anyway. Okay. Did you notice anything that I'm missing? No, that was all yeah. I had. It's pretty yeah. tame. I, yeah. I, I genuinely was worried there was going to be more. And instead, I was like, oh, okay. It's just a scary villain. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, difficult like, environmental. Okay. Yeah. He's a bad. <laughs> yeah, right. This is heavy shit. Um, Okay, so then we move to the question that we got uh, 1,800 questions into. Um, so it's, uh, Lisa, um, what was this like rewatching this movie uh, from uh, at childhood to adulthood? Would you say that this was an accurate representation of your expectations? So in a way, did it hold up? Uh, are you going to watch it again? Uh, if so, um, or are you going to recommend it to anybody? And if so, who would you recommend it to? And then lastly... Mm. What are you giving this bad boy out of 10? So, you know, it did hold up in the sense of like, Hexus was there, Batty was there, all the lines were there, the beautiful animation of the rainforest was there, the 90s was there. This, the 90s was very there. So, so prevalent. Um, but for like, considering how much came streaming back into my brain as I was watching it, yeah, this is what I remember it being as a kid. I just loved it more as a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, I did laugh out loud at various Robin Williams lines. I did find a lot of them funny. I did find a lot of the animation quite beautiful. But as we said, it drags. It has very 90s dated references. It mm-hmm. has a great message. But the execution of the message is a bit messy. Um, but clearly was impactful for how it affected me as a kid, for sure. So I don't know what to say about this one. It's very uneven, but it, but it's what I remember it being. When I watched again, I don't think I'm going to watch it anytime soon. But I also am not going to say I'd never watch it again. Like mm. there was, there were definitely parts of it I enjoyed. I might just watch particular moments. If um, you know, someone wanted to watch this with me, I wouldn't say no. But I'm not going to seek it out again. 
mm-hmm. anytime soon is what I would say. In terms of who I'd recommend it to, that's tricky because on the one hand, I do like the message. I do think the fairy design and the magic is very cool. The beautiful rainforest animation is stunning. Robin Williams is quite funny. Message is good. The villain's intense. But it's so uneven and so 90s. So I'm not sure how many kids nowadays would enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But maybe. Like, it's it's hard to tell. Um, I think there's still a lot of heart to this one. I would say if you watch this one as a kid and you want to revisit it, it's probably exactly as you remember. Um, go on back if you want to watch it. In terms of watching with your kids, I would say watch it first and then decide if it's one you would watch with your kids after just because of the intensity of the villain and because of the unevenness of it. I would say um, it it's kind of an interesting time capsule of the early 90s environmentalism. It's like a Captain Planet situation where you're oh, like, yeah, remember, kinda. Yep. remember mm-hmm. where everything started to be about the environment and about that uh, right around the early 90s, people started to be like, oh, we should pay attention to this. Yeah, this is a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just remember a fair bit of media was kind of around it. And so it feels very like that sort of heart in the right place but execution not quite there 90s mm-hmm. situation so it's interesting in that way but in terms of recommending i i don't know i i don't think i'd give it to a wide audience because of of what it is if it sounds interesting to you and you want to watch it great but it's not one that i would widely recommend as like this is everyone should see it it's more of a if you want the nostalgia go for it um if you want some robin williams batty lines Always wonderful to have some Robin Williams. I'm not gonna lie. No one's upset about that. Or listen Mm -hmm. to a great Tim Curry villain song. Like by all. No one's upset about that. I mean, those are great. And again, there's so many elements to this that should be wonderful, but are undercut by other elements that aren't. Mm. So if you're okay with that and you want to check it out anyways, go for it. If you're curious, go for it. If it's one you saw as a kid and want to rewatch, go for it. But otherwise, I can't. I can't give it a wide recommendation to be honest. Um, Out of ten. Oh, I, I give it a six. I feel like the audience was the audience and critics were right. It's not terrible. It has some beautiful moments. It has some great humor, but it's really uneven in other places. So and there's a lot of nostalgia with that six because I do love Batty and I do love mm. Tim Curry's mm-hmm. Hexes and I do love the fairy design. So six out of ten. What about you? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it's, I mean, everything I think about this one is essentially covered in nostalgia because like Batty, like even when you're talking about how you like laughed out loud at Batty lines, I'm like, right, but are they funny (laughs) or is it because we loved Batty and would just quote him all the time? So that's where I can't Mm, tell you that. Chicken or the egg, chicken or the egg. I don't know. Exactly. So, okay. So. It held up to me in in exactly how you're describing. It's exactly what I expected it being, minus those parts that I actually thought were really slow and dragged the whole movie down. Um, is the ending flawed? Sure. Is it beautiful? Mm. Yes. It is the message important and good? Yes. Um, so for that reason, I would like to recommend it. But to whom is a really tricky question. Because mm-hmm. I really feel like... People should watch, expose their kids to movies like because I do actually think that's not a bad thing to, you know, it is dark and or should they be three? No, probably not. But <laughs> should they be like, could they be like seven, eight? Yeah, yeah they yeah, could, yeah. you know, you're learning. I remember like, you know, in grade two, you're learning about what like primary and secondary and tertiary industries are. And I'm like, here's a primary industry. This is logging. So like, you'll have an idea in your head of what logging means. But anyway, so that's a side note. But I just feel like if we could have a good animated mm. take on this, I'd recommend that version first. Do you know what I mean? Like, totally. totally. I want to, th- I was, while you were what talking, we, I was. What we need is Pixar to make to an, do an environmentally yes. friendly film. Yeah. Which, I mean, that seems like that's in their wheelhouse considering they're doing like Red and all these other, um, Turning Red, sorry, and like Inside Out and all these very important stories that are good you know mental health is important let's talk about that in a nice child's way that kids can understand it so it's like sure let's talk about the reality of the environment so um but until that movie gets made um (laughs) this is kind of what we've got so what i would say if you watch this as a kid and you're in the mood for it you want to watch with your kids i would say rewatch it but 
fast forward um, <laughs> from the moment the stereo gets discovered by Pip right through to the epic song thing. You're going to cut out like 10 useless minutes out of the movie and it'll flow much better for you and you'll miss mm. no important content because um, it, as we both said, it pertains very little to the rest of the movie. That would be my solution. Get rid of the film. <laughs> but it's flawed. It's definitely a flawed solution as it's a flawed movie. I would agree with you. I'm going to give it a six. I it's very heavy nostalgia. I I'm like you, I'm very similar. I won't seek out watching this movie, but like I said, I'll watch this before I watch the Mighty Ducks. Mm. If someone I know who I loved wanted to watch this, I would watch this with them. But to be honest, Lisa, that's probably going to be you. Um, yeah, yeah, most likely. So I don't know who else I'd watch this with. <laughs> so I, don't know. I think who we've already would watched be it. Like, I really want to watch the movie Ferngully. I think I'd be yeah. like, you do? <laughs> you sure? <laughs> What? What That's is the happening one, huh? right now? Not in Canto. No? Okay. That's cool. <laughs> not in Canto. Not Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph? Okay. You don't want to watch, okay. cool. you don't want to watch <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, huh? All right. Uh, I'll watch Ferngully. So anyway, <laughs> that'll be how that conversation goes. So anyway, yeah. So I don't foresee me rewatching this in the future. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not anti this movie. I actually think the message of this movie is very good. Mm. I actually think the message behind this movie is why I care so much about the environment. I really do think that this plays a role. So I'm like, that's kind of oh, yeah. why I'm like, I don't want you to feel like you're indoctrinating your children into this. But I definitely am like, you know what? Messages about the reality of the warming planet are not a bad message to understand. This is true. Um, this is true. So that would be my takeaway, my main takeaway from that. Awesome. Um, Lisa, quotes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. We so welcome to, to the limit. batty hour. Is that what we're yeah. about to say? I mean, I have a couple from others, but obviously the ones that made me laugh out loud and have like well, and the ones that had like childhood with. memories. Oh my god! Yes. Okay, Lisa. What's one of them? <laughs> uh, so when Batty is introducing himself, he goes, "Hello." I'm a nocturnal placental flying mammal, a member of the family of Terra did I, or Terra didn't I? He <laughs> <laughs> got a chuckle out of me, and I was like, damn it, that's stupid, but I thought it was really funny. He's so funny. Yes. God. Um, he's, I mean, he's just got so many. So there's one. Yeah. So this wasn't one that, from a kid standpoint, but mm. adult Pauline thought, when he's talking about humans and how humans aren't really that great, because he's the only one talking around the fairies who knows that humans aren't great, given his experiences. Yeah. And so, he points to his little antenna in his head, and he's like, you think I put this in to get better reception? No! <laughs> humans did this! And I was like, that's so dark, but that's so funny! Because <laughs> he does get good reception. <laughs> okay, what's one of yours, Lisa? One that I know we quoted a lot, and I'm not going to do it justice because, again, you need to hear it in Robin Williams' voice, but uh, Krista has decided she's going to seek out humans now that Batty has informed her they exist. She's going to go to the mountain that she's seen in the distance. She's going to find humans, and Batty is trying to deter her, and he freaks out when they get close to them, and he doesn't want to go any further, so she tells him, maybe you should wait here. That's a fabulous idea. Let's fly with that. But why don't you stay here with me? It's okay. I'll be right back. Why do I not believe you? <laughs> and it was that last bit, something about how Robin Williams said, why do I not believe you? That we would laugh <laughs> over and over. And we would say that line to each other. We would do the back and forth of Krista talking to Batty. One of us would be Batty. One of us would be Krista. And we take yeah. turns saying that line. I know. And so when it happened, I was like, oh God, I gotta write that down on principle. Pauline and I said it all the time. So, okay, so then I'm gonna lay out one that we said all the time as well. <laughs> Again, where we re reenact who gets to be whom. So this is an exchange between Zach and Batty later in the movie. <laughs> and Zach has told Batty something just now. And Batty says, and again, I'm not gonna do it justice because I'm mm. obviously not Robin Williams, but he's like, are you sure? I'm positive. Only fools are positive. And then Zach says, are you sure? And Batty says, I'm positive. And then he's like, I can't believe I fell for it. <laughs> and you and I said that back and forth to each other. Forever. And it's not even that funny. But you and I definitely thought that was funny. Oh, like we would be on car trips and seeing each other. We'd be like just walking places and one of us would see it out of the blue and the other one would just immediately jump into it. <laughs> As part of the duo and be like, oh, I guess we're doing this now. Absolutely. Like, it's we like, never left each other hanging. I will say it's that. It's like the that. time, that, I mean, it's like when we walked back from Callaway Park, <laughs> quoting 
a league of their own back and forth the whole time. We that was a long home. walk, everyone. That was <laughs> a long walk. It is not as close as you think it is to where our house was. Yeah, we misjudged that a lot. <laughs> but we entertained ourselves with one quote from a movie. Over and over (laughs) and over again. Uh, Anyway, okay, that's a side note. So yeah, you and I said that back and forth all the time to each other. Okay. Oh my god. Do you have another one? Oh yeah, I definitely do. Um, uh, So one that got me laughing uh, was Batty has rescued Krista after she shrunk Zach, and they're racing through the the rainforest. He looks down. Batty looks down, and he sees Zach, and he goes, "Shoes." animal silver shoes human and then freaks out and lands and knocks himself out and then wakes up and he's like oh for a second i thought i saw a human and chris is like you did and he's like human ah human that she's like that's a human he's like yes yes kill it restrain it medicate it something and he starts doing this he starts going puff up they hate that he makes himself bigger he just says great they hate it when you do that puff 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 I wrote that one down too. And I actually was laughing out loud at the idea of humans hating animals when they puff up. It's, it's brilliant. You're like, that's so accurate. Because you do. You freak yeah. out. As soon as one puffs up, you're like, that's poisonous. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Yeah, no, definitely. For sure. The other one that I know we laughed at was um, when one of the fairies says to Krista, don't you think you're a bit old to believe in human tails? And yes. Batty's response is, human tails? Humans don't have tails. They have big, big bottoms that they wear with bad shorts. <laughs> and they walk like, around going, hi, hi, Helen. Helen. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. Oh. But man, it's so good. that was hilarious. I do need to we shout out so funny. Rewatch Gully and sent me that clip being like, this oh line is great. And she was like, hi, Helen, gets me. And I was like, hi, Helen is the best part. Robin Williams <laughs> is just a genius, but a presentation of humans wearing shorts and they walk around yelling, hi, Helen. <laughs> so stupid. Imagine if that's what the animals thought of us. I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm, I'm sure uh, some of them do. I'm sure that's what they see. It's so true. There is, um, okay, where is mm. it? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, so there's another, um, it's a baddie line. Um, he has just saved um, either Krista or Zach. I'm not sure of the context of this. This is moving us towards the end of mm. it. And I think it's Krista. He just saved Krista. And she's just like, take me back to the leveler. And he's like, the leveler? That's lemming talk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And yes. I mean yes. Lemmings don't actually behave that way. Um, it's true. So, just, so everyone just needs to know that's a misrepresentation. It's a dangerous stereotype of little lemmings. They don't little lemmings. they're not stupid that way, guys. They're, they don't They don't kill themselves. That's not what happens. Yeah. Oh man, anyway, one of the fine. ones that I did laugh and I'd forgotten about until it happened is um so Krista tries to change Zach back to his normal size. When he first wakes up and he finds out he's been shrunk and he's upset. And she explains that she doesn't really have strong magic, but he, he wants her to try anyway. And so she tells she the spell she says is bless your heart with, um, you know, change back to your original shape or whatever. But she gets it wrong. And so he starts to have odd shapes. Like he starts to like just have bigger ears suddenly and then like a bigger belly. So he's her magic isn't working properly. And Robin Williams' baddie is delighted and just starts calling out the animals he looks like. And it's like, ooh, 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 ears, uh, elephant, elephant, ooh, ooh, no, uh, an orangutan, oh, oh, a duck, it's a duck, ooh, it's Darwin's grab bag. <laughs> the Darwin's grab bag made me laugh. And I remember we laughed at it as kids, but I did not get the reference. Definitely not. But I just no. liked how he said it. So therefore yes. it was hilarious, as most Agreed. Robin Williams' lines are. And and really, they really depend on his delivery. Um, The only, I actually have, I mean, I don't, everyone that I have isn't funny out of context. Mm. Like one of them is like, Batty shows up and he crash lands and then he's like, ah, another perfect landing. (laughs) And that's after he like hits himself. He's like, I'm blind. And then he looks up and he's like, I can see. It's a miracle. And we said that line all the time. All the time. That one was also... I'm very sure. Uh, so yes. was um, we'd always say red light, and um, Batty would run into a tree, and then he'd say red light, and then he'd hit another tree after changing direction and be like red light again, and then he would just keep. Do- and we just thought that was hilarious too. Just Batty's yep. existence. Batty's existence was pure joy to us as children. We're like absolutely yeah. everything he does is hilarious. 
Do you have um, any other lines you feel you need to say or the, want to say? Or The last one is actually, I really liked it. And it's a Maggie line. And it's oh, okay. the crux of the movie, really. And it's when she is about to sacrifice herself. But all throughout the movie, she says this line that remember all the magic of creation exists within a single tiny seed. And she would always give the seed to Krista to try and help it make it grow. And it's only at the end of the movie that Krista finally achieves that. But just that essence of all of creation and all of that magic that exists starts in such a tiny, insignificant form. That was Mm -hmm. quite impactful for me as a kid. And I still Mm. think quite an impactful line now. So I wrote that one down. Oh, that's a very nice one. That's a good one Mm -hmm. to end on. Let's end on that one. That's a good one. Okay, everyone. Well, that's our opinion on Fern Gully. Take it or leave it. Um, but if you leave it, you don't like it, feel free to let us know why. You can send us an email uh, if you would so like. We are real.window at gmail.com. Um, it's my turn this upcoming yes. week to pick a movie. So you'll all stay tuned for that. That episode will come out on Friday. Uh, in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, give us a little follow if you haven't already or uh, hit, let, leave us a little review letting us all know how funny we are. Um, mm-hmm. You can also yeah. uh, follow us on social media. We're on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Real Window. Um, otherwise, have a wonderful rest of your week, everyone, and we'll see you on Friday for the next movie. Mm-hmm.